Hello, thank you for joining us for another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. My name is Chris Flugi, and I am your host for today's Tenant Cloud podcast. Today, we're going to cover the four key ways that you can spend less time managing your rental properties. Because, let's be honest, managing your own rental properties can be a complete time suck. And so for somebody who is not trying to spend a lot of time managing the rentals and you're looking more for passive income, then there are certain things that you can do to help achieve that goal. There's a lot of things in property management that can take up your time. Anything from collecting rent to responding to tenant requests or even owner requests, maintaining the property, handling tenant conflicts if it's a multifamily unit, managing moveouts, dealing with evictions, finding and screening new tenants, and looking for new properties even to add to your portfolio, or just keeping track of paperwork and finances. When you start adding more and more properties to your management portfolio, all of these things can compound. And before you know it, it is a full-time job that you did not realize you were getting into. And so there are four really key things that I wanted to touch on today that I believe will help you to reduce your workload and kind of free up some of your time and help you to achieve the goal of managing your properties and generating recurring revenue with little or at least less effort, especially as you're adding properties to your portfolio. And so before um, I spend too long talking here, we'll jump right in and get started right away. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was keeping things very simple with your rental properties. Oftentimes, uh, as a landlord or property manager, uh, we think that making things more state-of-the-art or upgrading things to make them super fancy uh, is going to be better for the rental. And now that may be true to an extent. It may attract more tenants. But there's a couple other things to keep into consideration as well. I'll never forget one of the things that an investor I spoke with a couple years ago regarding one of uh, my rental properties was uh, he said something along the lines of, it doesn't matter if you put a gold toilet in your rental property, you're never going to exceed the market value for that neighborhood. And so what he was trying to say was, it doesn't matter what you do to the rental. It doesn't matter how fancy you make it. If your market cap in your neighborhood for a two-bed, one-bath is $1,000 a month, you putting you going that extra mile, putting all that extra stuff into that rental space is probably not going to get you over that $1,000 mark. And if it does, it's not going to be substantial enough to be able to recover your investment in that property. And so what's the point? And so... Not just that, but if you do make things extremely fancy and you go with state-of-the-art technology and all this other stuff, that can also introduce a lot more complexity into your rental property that requires more sophistication, more skill sets, uh, bringing more people into uh, the process of managing that rental property when things go wrong, when things break down, when a tenant breaks something. And the costs just continue to increase when you when you pursue that route. And so it's important to keep that in mind that you want to keep things simple. And what that does is if you keep things simple, it's something that appeals to everybody. It's just like going with neutral colors uh, on a building or inside of a rental. Everybody, not nobody's going to be upset with, you know, your traditional gray walls and 
uh, silver, light silver, white, grays, light browns, all of those colors, they're very neutral. People are typically going to be okay with that no matter who it is. Whereas if you go with purple and pink and bright blue and all these other crazy colors, yellows, not everybody likes those colors. In fact, some people hate those colors. Uh, so neutral is the way to go. And the same thing goes with the rental. You want to keep things simple, not just for yourself, but also for uh, appeal because everybody's going to be okay with the neutral colors. Not everybody's going to be okay with the madness. In fact, depending on your rental market, even state-of-the-art might be a complete um, turnoff for a lot of people because a lot of people just don't like technology being in their house like that or being on the property or even them having to take care of it. Because let's be honest, one of the biggest reasons people rent is that they don't have to take care of stuff. So uh, that's my number one thing. That's uh, so why I wanted to spend a little longer time on it, but keep things simple. The second thing I wanted to touch on was to invest in renovations. Now, Again, keep things simple, but you want to invest in renovations because you do want to make sure that if it's an older property, a lot of times older properties can result in a lot more ongoing maintenance for your rental property. And so you can kind of get ahead of that if you are doing some renovations, even if it's light renovations in an older property to update things like uh, fixtures, uh, plumbing or electrical fixtures. Uh, things in the kitchen or the bathroom where things might be cracking or leaking or any of those things you would want to address early on because you would want to make sure that you are reducing your need for ongoing maintenance in the future. Otherwise, a property can quickly, quickly tie you up in maintenance costs and, ma and time needed to handle the maintenance for a property. Now, you also want to make sure you're not just throwing money at the property. You want to make sure that you're trying to focus on things that are going to give you a return on your investment. And so digging up the yard and putting in a new sewage pipe is not going to return, give you a return on your investment. That's just, that's a repair that's just needed for the house if it's leaking sewage into the yard. But, uh, Think of things in the house that uh, need to be updated to um, give that appeal to renters that it is easier to rent out your property and you can get those higher rents that you can attain in your rental market in your neighborhood. But at the same time, you want to look at things above and beyond that, that you can get a return on your investment, but also will reduce your ongoing maintenance requirements for that property. So uh, that could be uh, something like, um, you, this is also ties into the next point, which is being proactive with maintenance. So keep things simple, invest in renovations, and then be proactive with maintenance. And what I mean by that is you can prevent a lot of property issues that could grow really big and get out of control very quickly if you are proactive about it. And that goes, uh, along with, a property that doesn't have a tenant and a property that does have a tenant in it. And you want to make sure that before a tenant moves in, you've tried to address all of the problems that you see right off the bat that could surface as soon as somebody were to move into the rental property. And then the second thing is you want to be uh, proactive and inspect your property even after the tenant has already moved into the rental. Uh, because that way you can find issues and correct them before they become bigger issues. Now, this could even be if anybody's who's been in property management for any amount of time uh, will tell you that the 
one important thing that you need to do, especially if you have multiple rentals, you want to make sure that you're doing regular inspections of your rental property. And that includes a walkthrough on the interior, not just the exterior, because uh, not everybody is going to be reporting issues to you as a tenant. And so you might walk in and you could have a leak that nobody told you about and it's rotting out your kitchen cabinets. Uh, you could have an electrical issue where you walk in and none of the lights are working or the light switch is out or the front light is out on the patio and it's a it's a safety and security risk or all of these other things. There could be uh, significant safety hazards inside of the rental. You could walk in and you need to check the smoke detectors. Maybe they haven't changed the batteries in the smoke detectors and they haven't told you that they're going out even if you're responsible for it. So you need to make sure that you're going in and checking these things. Uh, you want to make sure that there's fire extinguishers in the unit and that they haven't been moved or removed from where they're supposed to be at. Uh, and that the inspection on the fire extinguisher is still good, that it hasn't expired. And so you want to go through and check these things. You want to make sure there are no bugs in the unit, that your tenant hasn't had bugs and they haven't reported it to you. Roaches, fleas, ticks, bed bugs, the whole nine yards. Uh, all of that stuff, you want to make sure that you are inspecting your unit on a regular basis. If you're in... Even if you haven't been in property management for any significant amount of time, I would highly recommend that you join uh, Facebook groups or other groups online with property managers and landlords because you will quickly learn how much stuff can actually go wrong if you're not conducting regular inspections. And so I'm not talking about like every week going into the rental, but definitely once a year at a bare minimum. Uh, some landlords even take it as far as twice a year or even once a quarter. And that's probably as frequent as I would be comfortable doing it. But uh, just something to keep in mind, you want to be proactive with maintenance. And again, if you see something uh, that could quickly develop into something larger, you definitely want to be proactive and get that resolved and taken care of, even if the tenant hasn't reported it. The fourth thing you want to do that's really going to help you free up your time in the future with your rental property is you want to make sure that you are screening your tenants thoroughly. And a lot of times it's very tempting to just go with the first qualified candidate or the first candidate who applies. And if that's a requirement in your area due to law or whatever, then obviously you have to go with that. But a lot of areas will allow you to choose the best tenant that's the best fit for your rental. It doesn't matter if you have 10 people apply or 5 or 50, uh, you have the ability to select the best tenant for your property and if you have the ability to do that that is important because as a landlord having the wrong tenant in your rental property can bring lots of problems whether that is constantly having to reach out to them to uh, collect on rent or a tenant that's constantly causing issues or uh, a tenant who uh, has a history of um, bad uh actions and just all kinds of negative things that come up on the report even if their credit is amazing they have these other things that are red flags for you for the actual individual so it's things that you want to make sure that you're paying attention to when you're doing screenings when you're accepting applications and even pre-screening tenants and making sure that you're putting your rental criteria up front so that you can kind of filter out all of the people who would have applied that wouldn't have qualified anyway. And of course, it's important to make sure that uh, you are following 
uh, fair housing guidelines and things of that nature. Of course, that's a, a given um, that should be known without even being having to say that. But at the same time, you do want to make sure that you are getting the best tenant at your rental property, not just the first tenant or just quickly trying to lease up your rental property. And that will save you a lot of time down the road uh, if you get the right tenant. You also want to find a tenant that hopefully is going to be staying at your rental for a while and somebody that you're not going to have move out in six months or 12 months or whatever it is. And so uh, I would recommend even going a step further. And if you're comfortable with it at your rental property, there's nothing wrong with doing a longer lease. I know that the standard is six months or 12 months, but there are plenty of landlords out there that do as much as 18 to 24 month leases, especially uh, because they do focus on finding that high quality tenant, not just the first tenant. And so by ensuring that you're not going to have that rental be a turnover six, eight, 12 months from now, that also reduces your workload down the road because now you're not going to have a move out and uh, getting the unit ready, a make ready, uh, and having to do all the marketing and get a new tenant in and a new move in and going through all of that hassle because that alone can just take up a ton of your time if you're constantly having tenants move in and out of your rental. So again, the top four things that I uh, just covered that I think are really important is you want to keep things simple. You want to invest in renovations. You want to be proactive with your maintenance and you want to thoroughly screen all of your tenants to make sure that you are getting the best tenant, not just the first tenant. As always, thank you for joining us for another value-packed Tenant Cloud podcast. I hope that you got some value out of the information that we shared with you today. And uh, definitely check out Tenant Cloud if you have not used it before because Tenant Cloud allows you to do all of those things and keep track of all of those things. You can track your maintenance requests. It's a full maintenance system. You can track your equipment. So if you're spending too much time repairing something in your rental, you can track your equipment. So if it's an HVAC unit you've serviced five times in six months, you can keep track of that easily through the tenant cloud system and know when it's time to replace it so that you can stop spending time and money on that thing. And uh, you can screen tenants through tenant cloud as well. And so that way you know that you're getting the best tenant, not just the first tenant. So again, thanks for joining us for a tenant cloud podcast and I look forward to talking with you next time. Four.